Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to the podcast. Today we go into Obamagate. Yes, the breakdown of the Flynn investigation, what act, what that actually means, and is it helping Trump's approval rating? We'll get into that. Should we be sending kids back to school? Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. This podcast is available to be subscribed to. You should do that for sure. Um, make sure you go and uh, and and get that every every single day. Uh, but that he talks about that, and and it really is an amazing case. Uh, Laura Logan is on. Uh, she's talking about Michael Flynn as well, and all of the crazy things the media and the Obama administration were doing on that one. And when is going to be time to go back to the movie theater, to Disneyland, to go on a cruise? We talk about that, uh, and a Seattle police officer is saying he's not going to enforce these uh, crazy restrictions on people, uh, and he's already getting repercussions for that. Uh, we'll give you all the details today on the podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and rate and review it. Five stars being the appropriate amount of stars. Also, go to Stu Does America as well. You can uh, do the same on this podcast platform, or you can watch it on YouTube every night for free. Just go to YouTube and search for Stu. And I'll be the first one there. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn for the promo code Glenn and 30 bucks off. It is just, I think that ends on Friday. So if you want to get the 30 bucks off, you got to do it this week. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Let me give you let me give you a really great outline. This is coming from the Wall Street Journal and Kimberly Strassel. She says the newest Federal Bureau of Investigation documents in the case of former White House National Security Advisor Michael Flynn are stunning in themselves. But the totality of Mr. Flynn's treatment shocks the conscience. Mr. Flynn in 2017 pleaded guilty to a single count of lying to FBI agents about conversations he had with the Russian ambassador to the U.S. Thanks to new documents the feds belatedly turned over to his attorneys, we know now the FBI engineered this crime. Handwritten notes from former FBI counterintelligence head Bill Priestap made before the Bureau's interview of Flynn asked the following. What is our goal here? Truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? One of the frustrations, uh, Kimberly Strassel writes, of the Trump-Russia collusion narrative is the evidence of law enforcement's abuse of power keeps emerging in dribs and drabs. To grasp the outrageous conduct fully, the Flynn documents need to be added to what we already know. The overall evidence paints a scandalous picture. Having labored and abysmally, uh, abysmally failed in 2016 to build a case that Mr. Flynn was an agent of the Russians, the FBI and the Justice Department changed gears, rifling through his communications, inventing a fake, a fake crime and entrapping him on a lying charge. Now, I want to go through and tonight do, do not miss tonight's show. Tonight's show is at the chalkboard. I'm coming in because I need the chalkboard to explain this to you. 
when you understand what is really happening, it blows the lid off of the deep state and it goes all the way to Barack Obama. Barack Obama is the chief architect of this and there is documentation to prove it. We now know this is why Barack Obama came out so quickly last week. It was like, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. The rule of law is at stake. Yeah, the rule of law is at stake. And that's why we should pursue this. This overturns not only Barack Obama, overturns Brennan and uh, uh, Yates, um, Samantha Power, Maybe even Joe Biden, definitely Barack Obama. It, it overturns the intelligence deep state. It overturns Adam Schiff and everything that was happening in Washington and the media. This is the whole ball of wax. Now, this this is coming together now with these FBI documents. They were closing the, the Flynn case, and this is really important on January 4th. The FBI's Crossfire Hurricane team spent 2016 checking all the databases for derogatory information on Flynn. They ran down every accusation that he had ties to the Russians. They struck out. In fact, Brennan was getting um, information from the Russians that showed this is absolutely wrong. And he held back all of that information. So they struck out completely. Then, on January 4th, Peter Strzok sent a text message saying, hey, if you haven't closed the uh, Flynn case, don't do so yet. Seventh floor involved. Seventh floor is the brass of the FBI. So now something happened. So wait a minute. The day before, they are closing the case. Then Peter Strzok says, hey, by the way, some new information. Uh, uh, um, we, 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 we don't want to close the case yet. Okay, so what was the new information? Well, the new information was that Barack Obama had, got it, uh, had gotten involved. The Obama administration superseded all of the stuff from the FBI, and they were... Um, they were starting to unmask Flynn. Now, I, I want to go through unmasking because they did this over and over again. And this is how the media was involved. You know, the media, they are they are co-conspirators in this, whether they know it or not. I mean, Cheryl Atkinson said that some of them probably were blackmailed into some of this stuff. Perhaps she said, because I know they were wiretapping the the uh, lines of some reporters but others are going around uh i think gladly doing it i think isikoff is is one of those guys that whether he knows he's being used or not he maybe you know the the kind thing to say is he just believes in the people that are giving him information he believes they're accurate and so he just runs with it um, but this is against the law. Now, what is unmasking? And this is really important for you to understand if you're going to watch tonight's show or if you want to understand what's happening with what what has happened to Donald Trump and the administration and how dangerous our government has gotten when it comes to any U.S. citizen. When somebody is wiretapped or we come across an American, no matter where they live in the world, 
if they are if they are either being investigated themselves and are being wiretapped or they are just an extra person, you know, that just happened to cross paths and is part of this wiretap now because they're calling in. Those names always have to be masked and it's for your protection. If they unmask your name and it gets out, all of a sudden you look like you're somebody involved in some big international scheme. Because remember, the intelligence department cannot wiretap in the United States. Uh huh. They can't do that. They have to only do, they're looking for foreign problems. So Flynn is talking to foreign nationals all over the country so they can wiretap him to see who he's talking to. But just because they suspect something, you don't ever want to say the name of that individual because that will make them look guilty. And it starts to build in people's minds. Oh, wait a minute. He's trouble. He might be trouble. So we never unmask. Now, we never unmask and release the information to the press, leak the information to the press. I should say it that way. We unmask all the time. But here's how it happens. Let's say you're a senator and you are going to deal with someone in, let's say, England, and you don't know there's something, an investigation going on around something in this area. And so you call National Security Advisor and you say, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. Can you tell me, are they involved at all in this? Then they have to get permission to unmask if that name is involved, if it is, then they give that name to the senator and they say, yes, he is involved in this. So be very careful. Great. That senator cannot take that name and do anything with it. That is for his information only for a very specific reason. You cannot unmask them and then go, you know, did you guys know that this guy over here, he's he's involved and in, he's being wiretapped right now. You can't do that. That is a felony. If you leak it, it's a felony. And I believe the minimum is five years in prison. Well, it looks like that's what was happening all over the board. They were unmasking names and then using that to leak it. Ben Rhodes looks like he was doing it. Samantha Power at the UN, she unmasked hundreds of names. Apparently, she denies all of it, but the documents will show it. But these documents now included an email from the FBI lawyer, Lisa Page, as well. And she was debating ways for the Bureau to get around its standard of uh, formal admin, uh, admonition against lying. So she was what they were trying to do was coax Flynn into lying about something that was at odds with the transcript that they had. Now, they, the documents now show they tried to get him to not bring his attorney. He knew that they had nothing on them, uh, and he knew that they, the FBI was closing the case. And they said, we just want to have one more quick conversation about something. But it was a total setup, and we have all the documentation. And they, we have the documentation that they were trying to get him there without an attorney. Just let his guard down. We're going to ask him about some transcripts, blah, blah, blah. So they asked him about his phone call. He talked about the phone call. And in it, he said, I, I'm not sure if my recollection is correct. I, I don't know. I don't I, I, I don't have the transcript of the phone call. You apparently do. Well, he said something in there and 
it looked like uh, he lied about it. So then they went after and they applied pressure and said, we're going to we're going to get your son. We're going to drag you through the mud. We're going to destroy you. It was his son that was the final the final breaking point, which is why Donald, uh, which is why Joe Biden is so dangerous as a president. His son is dirty and we already know that he'll do anything to protect his son and his family. You can't have that kind of skeleton in a closet. So anyway, he was protecting his son. He admitted to uh, lying to the FBI, but it was in that particular case where they were trying to set him up and entrap him. So probably the, the most damning of this is that the FBI didn't have a problem at all that Flynn was not colluding with Russia. Everything they opened this case for, that's not what they got him for. They didn't get him for any of that. And they were closing the case. And then Obama opened the case. And he had a meeting where all of the principles of his cabinet were there. This is kind of... Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. He not only knew, he not only knew Rand Paul said yesterday, I completely believe that not only did he know uh, and others have already said that he knew about the conversation. And we have we have the official under oath transcripts of that. Now, he knew about trying to go after General Flynn and it was being directed from the White House. I have every expectation that President Obama is in the middle of this. I strongly believe that President Obama gave specific and direct oversight and direct permission for this. Think about that. The media have treated President Obama with kid gloves. Someone needs to ask him directly. Did you approve of Operation Crossfire Hurricane? I believe, said Rand Paul. The answer is yes. If you want to know what Obamagate is all about... Uh, you'll see it tonight. We're going to lay it out on the chalkboard. I'm coming in for the first show I've done in, what, two months uh, in our studios. Uh, and I'm really anxious to share all this information on a chalkboard in a way you'll be able to understand. Make sure that you are watching the Blaze TV tonight at 9 p.m. It'll also be on Pluto TV, first run only, at 9 p.m. And I believe it's on our YouTube uh, and Facebook page. 9 p.m., but it will not be held there. If you miss it, you miss it. You have to get the archives at Blaze TV. You are the reason we can afford to do these kinds of investigations. Uh, this one is really, really imperative that you see it and you understand what's going on. Our biggest discount ever for the Blaze is still offered this week only. It's over, I think, the, the end of this week blazetv.com slash glenn help us do these shows help us spread the word become a team member of blaze tv blazetv.com slash glenn use the promo code glenn and don't miss a second of today's radio show or tonight's tv show 9 p.m eastern blazetv.com slash glenn around my house we've been cooking a lot more these days and dad's behind the grill it's a great way to stay close as a family. Actually, my son and I are enjoying cooking the evening meal. Uh, we are smoking meats. Yes, we're practically professionals. 
Actually, don't tell anybody, it's really, really simple with a, a Rectech grill because we turn it on, set the temperature, put the meat in, come back five hours later, and then everybody raves. It's a game changer for your family. It's a Rectech grill. It goes way above and beyond with the grilling experience. It's a Wi-Fi-based smart technology, multiple temperature sensors to ensure that you're going to get a smooth, even cooking experience. No charcoals, no gas, nothing. You're cooking with wood, but you're not hauling the wood in. You have to just check this out. And enter today for your chance to win the same grill that I use with Rectech's Father's Day contest. Go to rectechgrills.com slash back. That's rectechgrills with an S dot com slash back. All right, we're going to join, uh, be joined with Laura Logan. She's getting up on Skype if you happen to be watching us on Blaze TV. Um... It's it's amazing. Three journalists out of the five that I trust more than anyone else, um, uh, Cheryl Atkinson, Lara Logan, are the two best journalists uh, I think out there for investigative uh, journalism, and uh, the one I trust to do interviews and and actually ask all the right questions is Megan Kelly. We've had all three of those um, on here in the last twenty four hours. Lara is is amazing because she is like a bloodhound. I mean, she was with 60 Minutes, and you don't get to be on 60 Minutes if you're a chump. Um, and uh, she was with 60 Minutes, and she just will not. You give her a bone, and she just will chew and chew and chew and chew and chew on it. And she is, as I am, wildly concerned about what is happening with what is called now Obamagate. It looks as though President Obama, according to documents that have now just been released, President Obama ordered up the Russiagate scandal. This was built uh, by him. We're not sure if it was just to get rid of Flynn, which he didn't like. My guess is it's both uh, or just discredit Donald Trump. Again, I think both of those uh, were there. Flynn is a guy who knew where all of the bodies were buried. Uh, and there was a lot of bodies with uh, President Obama. And I remember saying in 2008, because this guy's being allowed by the press to run unchecked, when he leaves office, there will be a scandal with him at the head of it that will dwarf Watergate. I think this may be it. Laura Logan joins us now. Hi, Laura. How are you? <laughs> I am, I am good, Glenn. I'm great. How are good. you? <laughs> I'm good. I know this has been, it's been a little hectic this morning to, uh, to get you on to Skype, but I appreciate you joining us uh, via Skype. Um, tell me, you know, last night um, you and one of our producers were talking and, and uh, you mm-hmm. are so passionate about this. Uh, because you've read all the documents, as, as have I and my staff, and most people haven't. Tell me what, tell me your overall view, and then we'll get into specifics. What's happening? I think the most important thing to me that I took away from reading the documents, something that I sort of had a hunch about from the very beginning, but now, you know, what's so frustrating is we don't know what we don't know, right? We don't have access mm-hmm. to all of this information. And there's still a lot of information that's going to come out. But so so when you finally get some of these documents and the pieces of the puzzle start to fall into place, what you realize is that as much as I uh, really do respect Mike Flynn, as as much as I um, 
I, I know from a personal perspective what it's like to be targeted and destroyed um, publicly, especially when it's unjust. The, the most significant thing for anyone to understand is that this isn't about Mike Flynn, and it never was mm -hmm. about Mike Flynn, and it's not mm -hmm. just about Donald Trump. If you take, you know, what they want you to do is they want you to get into a fight about whether or not Donald Trump is a good guy or a bad guy. That's the political trap. Is this about Donald Trump? Should he ever have been elected? You know, they want you to have those conversations. Here's the conversation they don't want you to have. You know, <laughs> there was an attempted coup to unseat a duly elected president of the United States. Michael Flynn was just the first casualty. He wasn't even the most important casualty. And Donald Trump is not the most important thing here. It is about the fact that in the United States of America, something that I could never in a million years have imagined that I would see here in this country, that is for everyone in the world, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what party you come from, I grew up on the other side of the world. This country is a beacon of light for anyone who believes in freedom and who really believes in the rule of law. That's what this country is. That's what separates the United States um, from many other places on earth is this ideal of freedom and what we do to protect it. And what and the Constitution, that entire document is written to protect that freedom. The rule of law exists to protect that freedom and all the rights that flow from that. Accountability, the First Amendment, it's there to protect the freedom. And, and that is what is at risk here. This is about so absolute power. People who wanted to take power away from those who, uh, who exercise their rights and to install a government that they wanted and not to let it go. They're not planning on letting it go. And they will do anything to get it. So, um, Lara, let me, uh, let me back up here because I, I want to make sure that we're on the same page um, when you say it was an attempted coup, it, the way I read this is that Obama put certain people in intelligence, in uh, justice, in the State Department. We saw this with our investigation that we did on Joe Biden in uh, in Ukraine, and they were running things the way they wanted. And they he put he tried to put some people into place that um, were. Uh, we would become institutional that could run without the presidency. And so things would just never change. Their goals of the Obama administration would just continue to run as a program underneath. And that's what they didn't want stopped. Would you agree it wasn't with that? Just, it wasn't just the Obama administration. I mean, you are not wrong in terms of the concept and the principle. The principle was to take the lifelong bureaucrat that work in all of these departments to take that mm -hmm. fundamental kind of foundation of uh, our civil service and our institutions like law enforcement and like intelligence and to corrupt them at their heart. That's what the point was. What does the left do historically? They infiltrate. They infiltrate and they mm -hmm. um, own it from the ground up, right? And so that's the principle of what they were doing. Um, but when you have, when you have, Five career bureaucrats from the Federal Bureau of Investigation were asked by Rod Rosenstein to wear a wire 
when they went into the Oval Office to meet with the President of the United States to be interviewed for Comey's job. And all five of those bureaucrats, knowing that that was wrong and probably illegal, i.e. called entrapment, uh, they all agreed. That tells you they're all on the team in one way or another. And the thing is, um, Glenn, you know this, right? You don't have to own every single heart and soul within an institution. You just have to have enough people there that are on your team to create a culture and an environment in which everyone is afraid to speak up. Or the, and the consequences mm -hmm. of speaking up, the price that you're going to pay, isn't worth it. So then what happens is you have people who, who bought into the idea that Hillary Clinton was going to be the next president of the United States, and they didn't want to be on the wrong side of that, i.e. the email investigation. So, yes, on the one hand, they want to stand up for the rule of law. But on the other hand, their bosses, the, the uh, you know, the people with real power inside the FBI, not like, you know, just uh, power on paper, the people with real power, because you're looking at counterintelligence and you're looking at the upper echelons of the FBI, McComey, McCabe, etc. These people are telling you which direction to take. They're, they are literally departing from the norms of uh, investigative procedure and from the law. Right. And they're saying to you, wait a minute, this is what we're going to do here. So the the signal is sent loud and clear. And uh, and what you you then have a, moving on from that, you now have a whole lot of people who are complicit in the crime and in the cover up because they now have a vested interest in making sure that none of this stuff comes to light. So you don't know. We don't know at this point who is 100 percent on the team, who is an operative. And who is the person who just, you know, was sympathetic? Like there are many journalists who, um, you know, are, I've said it openly. I didn't even think it was a revelation because everybody knows that most journalists uh, are on the left or are Democrats or whatever you want. But those, that's the natural condition that was exploited by political operatives and propagandists and the architects of this coup in order to get out the message and steer the conversation in the directions. So now you have journalists are committed to this lie because they've gotten the Pulitzer Prize for it and they they mm -hmm. want to believe it's true and they're they're digging in because they stand to lose personally and if they if they admit that they were you know complicit in basically uh, a cover-up of a crime and uh and so you've got it becomes self-reinforcing you don't have to own every person then add the number of journalists who are going to say whoa right I mean everyone believes this is true so it must be true. And they just look for the pieces of information and they go to the same players. They go back to Adam Schiff. They go back to John, you know, to Clapper. They go back to Brennan. They go back to the same people who are part of the crime and they use them to vindicate and validate themselves. I mean, like letting Obama write an editorial. You're not asking him a question. You're not doing an interview with, uh, with him. You're not holding him to account for what it is that he is doing. Right. You're not doing any of that. You're actually just giving him a platform to do a call to action for everyone who is on the team. That's what that was about. I mean, the man couldn't even articulate a real defense. He didn't say this is about the rule of law. Listen to his words. He's like, well, I'm concerned that what this is about is that uh, somehow our concept of what the rule of law here is going to be. What? What did you just say? You can't even repeat the lie at this point, you know, in, a, in the way that you or I would. You and I both know we're not complicit in this, right? 
So how would we handle it? What would we do? We would do exactly what I'm doing right now. We would say, Mm -hmm. this is about the rule of law. Look at the facts Mm -hmm. and look at the evidence. We wouldn't mount some kind of BS defense, right? And use, by the way, the same tactic, trial by media. It has to stop, Glenn. We cannot do this any longer to ourselves, all of us. It has to stop. No more convicting people in the press without due process in order to subvert the legal process. So I want to get, let me take a break for a minute and then I'm going to come back to you because that, that gets into what we now know and these documents that are just strangely just now coming out um, that shows that they knew that they were just trying them uh, in the in the press. They were unmasking people and leaking names and knowingly putting false information out there in the press uh, to to do trial by the press. And I'm wondering if, if you could take us through a little bit of that as far as your understanding, what you think the highlights are. And and is anyone going to pay for this? Because this is we just did a poll at, at uh, the Blaze with all of this evidence coming out. Do you think what are the most likely outcomes? I think it was 60 percent of Blaze viewers said nothing. Nothing will happen because of this. And that cannot happen uh, in this particular case, this changes us. We know this information, and if it's swept under the rug, it will forever change us. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Hello, America. Welcome to Wednesday. Huge show on tonight. If you want to understand what is going on tonight uh, with Flynn and the deep state, we take it all on. It's the first show I'm doing. I mean, this is the first time I've, I got up in the morning. And I went, my socks match my pants. I mean, <laughs> I haven't dressed to go out anywhere except Home Depot. And I don't give a flying crap what I look there uh, for uh for two months it was weird getting dressed this morning but i'm going into the studios because tonight uh we have a huge huge special that you really need to watch uh pat gray is with us now we were just talking off air about uh fauci and his testimony yesterday um and and how the media worships this guy yeah instead of building a a golden calf they're going to build a golden fauci pretty soon and uh (laughs) we're just fall down and worship there I, I have to tell you, Pat, two days ago, I was, uh, I, I, you know, I've been doing these masked paintings uh, and I thought, you know, I should do a golden calf, you know, right on the side of Mount Sinai, do a golden calf mm-hmm. with the face of Fauci. Oh, that's amazing. Because, <laughs> because that's exactly wow. what's happening. Yes, it is. They, 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 they look at him mm-hmm. and this is really important. You don't have to be against Fauci. You have to understand that his job is to tell the president, don't do it because of health. Don't do it because of health. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else in the room that is their job is to say, Mr. President, you can't keep doing this because of the economy. So you've got, you know, like I want somebody in the war room when the president, you know, somebody says, hey, we should go to war with China. Mm-hmm. I want somebody in the war room that says, here's how we do it. 
and we've got the plan and here's how we do it. And these are what this is what we're going to need. And this is our path to victory. Then I want somebody else that says, no, Mr. President, if any of those things go wrong, this is what it will look like. Then I want somebody else to say, Mr. President, foreign relations either demands that we do this or demands that we don't do this. And then the president decides Fauci is only one voice, an important Mm -hmm. voice, but one voice. And the press just treats it when they say we can stay closed for a year or more. They're insane. Oh, yeah. And and I agree with all that. But the it, it's really troubling to me that the left just takes what he says right to the bank as if everything out of his mouth is the absolute gospel. And it's it's not. There's a lot of medical experts that are, that are disputing what he has to say and are saying we're Correct. going about this the exact wrong way. What's happening with the this? Atlantic? The, the Atlantic published a, a story about, gee, maybe herd mentality is the way to go. That just happened. Herd immunity. Uh, there immunity. Was a, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, keep doing herd, the same uh, thing because herd and mentality go together so often and herd and immunity <laughs> they do, don't. They do. Uh, yeah. Um, so the herd uh, immunity it may be the way there are people that are now saying, hey, maybe we should listen to the other advice. The deal is we don't know at this point. So we yeah. should be listening to all points of view. But nobody wants to do that right now. But we should be listening. You know, there was a great thing that Rand Paul said yesterday when he was bringing up children. The death rate is almost at zero for children. Yeah. Almost at zero. Mm -hmm. So why are we why are we closing the schools next year? It's. It's a great Under question. 18, it's damn near zero. I, I know there was one uh, university that just announced they're not going to do a fall semester on yeah. campus. Oh, it was the whole Cal State University was system. It? Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I, I, I uh, will be very surprised if they don't open these schools, the regular, you know, especially normal schools up. I mean, unless we have some massive, you know, crazy flare up that we're that's not expected. Mm-hmm. That is like you got to do school in the fall, right? Yeah, and that was questionable in the first place. A lot of experts yeah. disagreed on, uh, and there's like legitimate disagreement in the scientific community as to whether it was a good idea to close schools or not. Like, I mean, obviously, to help the disease, giving everyone stay at home and you know in bubbles is going to help spread the disease. It's just not a rel- it's not an actual thing you can do to society. But there's a question mm-hmm. as to whether even there's any benefit at all of keeping kids. Uh, away from schools they there's a study i know in iceland that just came out that said that there they had no cases no cases whatsoever that went from child to adult that, mm. it's iceland it's a small you know it's it's, a, it's only a sample but it yeah. does not seem like it's common at all but we we have some pretty good indicator indicators of uh what happens when you go back to business as usual like georgia everybody said what georgia was doing was crazy they haven't had any significant spike. It's not. Well, the only, I mean, well let, let me the, wait, wait, let me stick at schools for a second. Crazy. Let me go back to that. Let me let me come back to that here for a second. Um, mm-hmm. Let's stay on on schools for just a second. Seven hundred and fifty media stories were written about Liberty University. They said that they were writing the death mm-hmm. sentences for eleven hundred students because after spring break, Liberty said, come back. Come back. If you have elderly parents or people in your home that are at high risk, you can, you know, you can stay at home. But everybody else, come back. 1,100 students came back. They have now zero cases of mm-hmm. students on campus. Zero. With and COVID. everybody None mocked them, them with right. COVID. None of them have COVID. None of the students, uh, none they, of the faculty, they, as a matter of fact. 
None of them. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Nobody. Okay, so now let's now let's go to the other thing that we're talking about an opening uh, states. If you look at DeSantis and Kemp, they are I mean, they're the pariahs, right? Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Florida and Florida and Georgia are doing really well below the death rates of the national average of 25 per 100,000 people in Georgia. It's 13 in Florida. It's eight. Wow. Now you can say that you need 14 or 21 days for it to incubate to really know. But so far there is no uptick at mm-hmm. all in either of those states. And it seems like too, you know, there, it's all speculation of course, but it seems like the warmer weather does help. Right. I mean, and that does, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice for, you know, if you happen to live in Texas and it's nice for if you got to stay out of the sun and beach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, that was always <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, that, the out, the outdoor stuff has always been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's never been an indication that this has been spread in any wide sense at all in any outdoor setting. I, I, like there's never been uh, that's never been a thing. And the kids thing has never been a thing. There was never a time in which they were like, oh, well, maybe 20% of kids will die from this. It's literally never been no. suggested by anyone. Never been. Uh, you never. know, whether the, you can argue about the approach on how they go to these things, but if this is, these are not new discoveries. At the very beginning, they all told us, old people, people with pre-existing conditions. Yeah. If, if I'm not mistaken, most kids and are not old. People should, those people should be quarantined. If you want to stay safe, then you should stay home. But unless you have underlying conditions, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. By the way, here's another thing for to show that um, Americans are smart enough to do this. There's new data on social distancing. No obvious trend over the last couple of weeks. University of Maryland social distancing index stayed at 58 on May 3rd. It then, when things started to open up in some places, it dipped down to the low 40s for a few days, but was back to 53% on Sunday. That means the people staying home is not changing. You're opening the states and it's, it's not changing People are generally doing and nobody is going to the movie theaters. If you open up the theater, I go to the movie. Do you guys know anybody who goes to movies more than me? No, no, uh, no. absolutely not. Never in history of the history. Even people who work in the industry don't go. <laughs> right. as much as you. OK, thank you. OK, all right. Enough. So I go to the movie all the time, sometimes twice a week if we can. Uh, I, if there's movies out, I love movies. Um, here's the problem. Uh, there's, they're saying they're opening it up on July 1st with Russell Crowe and his new movie. I don't know anything about it, but even let's just say uh, the one I'm waiting for is James Bond or Godzilla. Even if they come out with those, I don't think I'm going to those and sitting next to somebody. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And I love the movies. People will decide themselves. We're not stupid. Yeah. And that's why when theaters were allowed to open up here in Texas, they didn't. I don't know of any theater yeah. near us that's open. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't either. Now, I, the only obvious, there's go. no movies right. either. Out, so Th- that's, that's the thing. part yeah. of it. But yeah, that still, is part I, of it. Most of these theater companies are saying, well, we don't know if it's time yet. Yeah, and I certainly don't want to open to 25% capacity. That, I'm going to lose money at that. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes sense that they're yeah. not opening. We're but. going through this on, uh, you know, on Studios America tonight, but it's like this, this data shows. It's just that in America, at least, the people lead the government, not the other way around. Yes. And we've been talking so much about government, and it's important to talk about like when 
Michigan does these crazy things and they start arresting people at salons and that's all important. But the American people made this decision. We go through the data. Uh, uh, there's a, you know, a place that basically shows like the mobility of how, of how people, you know, are they're moving around. It's all cell phone data. So how much are people moving around? And you see people starting before the government ever says anything about bans. People stopped going out. We looked at all, all the states. All 50 states reached the peak the peak of staying home before the government put in their bans. All 50 states. Interesting. It's incredible. People wow. were just like, I don't want to deal with this. And they yeah. stayed home. And then it inched back before they before opened. They were, yeah. So like almost none of this had to do with it. whatever dumb governor you have that said some stupid thing. People were making up their own minds on this. And that's the way it's supposed to be in this country. You know what's going to be really interesting is when we see two or three weeks from now, what happens in Colorado after that restaurant opened up and allowed hundreds of people with no social distancing to pour in at least two nights yeah. in a row? It, we'll see if there's a huge spike now because th- they opened up the old-fashioned Well, they are claiming that there is a spike in Colorado. Let me see where this is. They're saying that there's already, a spike though. in Colorado. Right? No, 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 no. I lo- no, I love this. This is what they're. It's in one of the stories. Where is it? Uh, one of the stories where they're like, "Hey, look, you know, we we got to be careful. We just can't open up everything." I mean, there's a there's a spike in Colorado. I can't find it now because uh, I want to read it to you exactly. But it, it's from a mushroom farm in Colorado where the workers. <laughs> uh, it's a mushroom farm. You're surrounded in. Crap! <laughs> Shut up! It's not like everybody went and like, oh man, I got to get to that mushroom farm now. Please, please give it a rest. 